Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives and legacies of unique and influential figures on the anniversary of their passing. Today, we're delving into the life of Emperor Norton, a notable, eccentric, and self-proclaimed emperor of the United States and protector of Mexico. Born Joshua Abraham Norton, he was a celebrated citizen of San Francisco in the late 19th century, known for his imperial decrees and his endearing presence in the city. Despite having no official political power, his character and proclamations have become part of the cultural folklore of San Francisco. Today marks the 140th anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's explore the intriguing and unconventional story of Emperor Norton. Part 1. Humble Beginnings and Early Struggles, 1818-1849 Joshua Abraham Norton's story begins in 1818 in England, where he was born into a Jewish family. His early years, however, were spent in South Africa, where his family emigrated when he was a child. The Norton family settled in Cape Colony, a British colony at the time, and engaged in a variety of business ventures. While specific details of his childhood remained sparse, it's understood that Norton grew up in a family environment that was deeply entrepreneurial. This background likely played a significant role in shaping his later business endeavors and his unique approach to life. Norton's formative years in the Cape Colony were a time of significant change and development in the region. Living in a British colony, he witnessed the interplay of different cultures, economic systems, and political structures. This exposure to diverse ideas and people may have contributed to his later unconventional thinking and behavior. As a young man, Norton showed early signs of ambition and a desire for a better life. Driven by these aspirations and the tales of opportunity in the New World, Norton left South Africa in the late 1840s. He set his sights on San Francisco, California, which at the time was buzzing with the excitement of the gold rush. The promise of fortune and a new beginning in America were truly irresistible. Arriving in San Francisco in 1849, Norton was quick to immerse himself in the bustling chaotic world of a city gripped by gold fever. He initially engaged in real estate and commodities trading. His business acumen and entrepreneurial spirit helped him to amass a respectable fortune in these early years. San Francisco was a land of opportunity, and Norton seemed poised to take full advantage of it. However, Norton's fortunes took a dramatic turn when he made a bold but ill-fated investment. In an attempt to control the local market, he invested heavily in Peruvian rice, hoping to capitalize on a shortage caused by a famine in China. This venture proved disastrous when several large shipments of rice arrived from Peru, causing the price to plummet and leaving Norton with a significant financial loss. This failure was a major setback for Norton, resulting in the loss of his fortune and his standing in the business community. This period of financial ruin marked a significant turning point in Norton's life. The pressures and failures he experienced during this time likely contributed to his subsequent eccentric behavior and his eventual proclamation as emperor. Stripped of his wealth and his status, Norton disappeared from public life for a brief period, only to reemerge in a manner that would forever mark his place in history. Part 2. The Proclamation and Rise to Fame, 1859-1869 to In 1859, the city of San Francisco witnessed a peculiar yet monumentous event that would forever engrave Joshua Norton in its history. Emerged from his obscurity and financial ruin, Norton boldly declared himself Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico. This proclamation, initially published in a local newspaper, perhaps as a humorous note, marked the beginning of Norton's transformation into a self-styled emperor, a figure both enigmatic and endearing. This eccentric act can be seen as Norton's response to the societal and economic upheavals he experienced. Disillusioned by his financial downfall and perhaps by critical of the government and its role in society, 
Norton's self-coronation was both a critique and a fantastical remedy to the issues he perceived. Following his proclamation, Norton began to adopt the regalia and demeanor of an emperor. He crafted a uniform befitting his royal status, complete with a beaver hat adorned with a peacock feather, and a rosette, a navy blue coat with gold plate and epaulets, and brass buttons. The San Francisco citizens, known for their tolerance and fondness for eccentric characters, embraced Norton's royal persona. Many local businesses accepted his self-made currency, Imperial Treasury Bond Certificates, which Norton issued to pay for his modest living expenses and meals. Norton's imperial activities, including issuing decrees and proclamations, many of which were published in local newspapers, often for their amusement value. His decrees included the dissolution of the United States Congress, the ordering of a bridge to be built across San Francisco Bay, foreshadowing the construction of the Bay Bridge, and various other edicts that range from the practical to the absurd. Beyond his proclamations, Norton became a notable public figure, attending civic events and inspecting the streets of San Francisco in his self-appointed role. He was known for his regular patrols around the city, where he would inspect the condition of sidewalks, cable cars, and public property, often conversing with residents and tourists alike. His presence was so esteemed that he was given a special uniform by the San Francisco Police Department, and a brass plaque was installed on his favorite seat at the city theaters. Interestingly, Norton's influence extended beyond the mere eccentricity. He was a champion of the underdog and often spoke out against racial prejudice, particularly against Chinese immigrants who were facing severe discrimination during that period. In one notable incident, he placed himself physically between a mob and a group of Chinese workers, reciting the Lord's Prayer repeatedly until the mob dispersed. This act earned him further respect and admiration from the diverse populace of San Francisco. Norton's reign as the self-appointed emperor was not only tolerated but celebrated by the people of San Francisco. Local newspapers frequently published his proclamations and reported on his activities with a blend of amusement and affection. His figure became so ingrained in the city's culture that when someone issued a counterfeit Norton currency, the police arrested the forger for fraudulently impersonating Norton's imperial government, rather than for counterfeiting. Part 3. A Beloved Figure and Cultural Icon, 1870-1880 Throughout the 1870s, Emperor Norton, self-proclaimed ruler of the United States and protector of Mexico, solidified his status as a cherished icon in San Francisco. His presence was more than just a quirky local spectacle. It became integral in the city's cultural and social fabric, reflecting its unique spirit and tolerance. During this decade, Norton's daily life was a public affair. He continued to issue his proclamations, often addressing issues of civic importance or proposing visionary ideas that were far ahead of their time. Some of his notable decrees included calls for the formation of a League of Nations to foster global peace, decades before the actual establishment of such organizations. Norton also advocated for the construction of a suspension bridge and a tunnel connecting San Francisco to Oakland, precisely predicting the major infrastructure that would be built long after his time. Norton's popularity was bolstered by the affectionate coverage in local newspapers, journalists and editors charmed by his royal persona and benevolent nature, often published his proclamations and chronicled his daily activities. Norton's existence in a realm between reality and fantasy captivated both locals and visitors alike, and stories of his reign became a staple of San Francisco folklore. In his interactions with the community, Norton was known for his dignified conduct, compassion, and egalitarian beliefs. Despite his regal pretense, he mingled freely with people from all walks of life, dining in the city's finest establishments, and chatting with street vendors. His genuine concern for the welfare of his subjects endeared him to many. He was seen 
often arbitrating disputes among citizens, providing a sense of justice and fairness, albeit in his own unique, unofficial capacity. Emperor Norton was not only a beloved character, but also a symbol of the city's progressive values. He championed causes like fair treatment for minorities and the less fortunate, often voicing his opposition to anti-Chinese sentiment and advocating for the rights of marginalized groups. His stance on such issues demonstrated a humanitarian side that transcended his eccentric persona. Norton's influence extended beyond the business community as well. Many businesses recognizing his popularity would display signs stating that they were by appointment to His Majesty Emperor Norton I. Such endorsements were sought after, as they drew customers eager to patronize establishments favored by the Emperor. His regal presence was not confined to San Francisco alone. Norton reportedly took occasional trips to neighboring areas, where he was received with the same mixture of amusement and respect. These excursions further cemented his status as a regional figure of note, transcending the boundaries of San Francisco. Part 4. The End of an Empire, 1880 January 8, 1880 marked a poignant and significant day in the history of San Francisco. Emperor Norton I, the self-proclaimed ruler of the United States and protector of Mexico, collapsed and died on the streets of his beloved city. The death of this cherished figure brought to the end of a unique chapter in the city's story, leaving a legacy that would endure for generations. On that fateful evening, Norton was en route to a lecture at the California Academy of Sciences when he suddenly collapsed near the corner of California Street and Grant Avenue. Despite immediate assistance from passerby and the quick arrival of a police officer, Norton passed away before he could receive medical attention. The cause of death was later determined to be a stroke. The news of Emperor Norton's death quickly spread throughout San Francisco, casting a pall of sadness over the city. Norton had become more than just a local eccentric, he was a beloved figure whose presence had become an integral part of the city's identity. The public's reaction to his death was a testament to the profound affection and respect he had garnered among its citizens. Norton's funeral, held on January 10th, was an event of considerable magnitude, reflecting the deep connection he had forged with the people of San Francisco. It is reported that as many as 10,000 people attended the funeral, a remarkable turnout that represented a cross-section of the city's populace. The procession, which stretched for two miles, was a solemn and grand affair, fitting the man who had styled himself as an emperor. The emperor's burial was funded by members of the Pacific Club, a prominent business group demonstrating the widespread respect Norton commanded across different social and economic strata. He was interred at the Masonic Cemetery, and in 1934, his remains were moved to Woodlawn Cemetery, where a large gravestone funded by the citizens of San Francisco marks his final resting place. The inscription of the gravestone, Norton I, Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico, serves as a lasting tribute to his unique role in the city's history. In the years following Norton's death, his legend continued to grow. He became an iconic symbol of San Francisco, embodying the city's spirit of individuality, tolerance, and eccentricity. His story has been celebrated in various forms of literature, theater, and music, cementing his status as a cultural icon. Emperor Norton's legacy transcends his eccentricity. It represents a poignant narrative of compassion, inclusivity, and the power of an individual to impact a community. His life and reign, particularly the years leading up to his death, offer a captivating glimpse into a period when one man, through his unconventional approach to life, became a unifying figure and a beloved character in the tapestry of San Francisco's history. His story is a reminder of the enduring human need for characters who defy convention and who challenge societal norms, and who, in doing so, bring people together in shared affection and admiration. Emperor Norton's life and death are not just about the end of an empire. 
but about the enduring impact of an individual who, in his own unique way, became an emperor of the hearts of the people he encountered. And that concludes today's episode on Emperor Norton, a figure whose unusual story captivates the imagination and celebrates the spirit of individuality and eccentricity. He's also who died today, January 8th. If you're intrigued by his unique character and want to see images or learn more about the life of Emperor Norton, please follow our Instagram at who period died period today. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to delve into the lives of individuals whose stories, though perhaps unconventional, have become an enduring part of our cultural heritage. I'm your host, Peter, thanking you for joining us in remembering and appreciating the singular legacy of Emperor Norton.